Matthew. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. We love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. So today marks the beginning of Lent. A time where we increase our life of prayer, of fasting, and of charity or generosity. And our Lenten journey begins today on Ash Wednesday, which is a sobering day. Every day we, we wake up and we, we go about our days. We go about our, our business, our work, our school, whatever we have to do. The day is full of events, and some are more substantial than others. But it's just a series of events, and then we go home and we tuck ourselves into bed and we close our eyes until we open them again the next day and kind of do more of the same. And we live in this, this loop. And sometimes we find great joy in that place. We, we go to bed joyful. We wake up joyful. Other times we're, we're frustrated or, or even angry. Still other times we, we may be sad or desperate. Or sometimes we just find ourselves bored. And so we pass the days, seemingly certain that tomorrow will come and it's always going to be there and we just keep going in the days and the months and the years, they just kind of, kind of go by. But today stops us in our tracks. I find it somewhat fascinating that Ash Wednesday seems to attract people with almost the same gravity as Christmas and Easter. What is it about tonight that draws us in? And I think it's a very thing that it does stop us in our tracks. Because it reminds us that one day that loop will end. One day we're not going to open up our eyes again. 
They're going to remain closed in rest. They will close at one last time for all of us. And the ashes placed upon our forehead this evening reminds us of how impermanent it all is. Throughout the midweeks in Lent, we're going to be focusing on the many crosses we see around Trinity. But tonight we're going to be focusing on that cross of ashes placed upon each of us and and that we carry out as we leave this place this evening. And that cross serves as a reminder of our origin. That it was God who got, got down in the dirt, got down into the dust of this earth and formed us out of that and then breathed into that his very life and gave it to Adam and then to Eve. But this cross then also reminds us of our destination. That that very life that was breathed into us will one day be breathed out for one last time. And that this body that was created from the dust of the earth will one day be returned to that very earth. And that's a destiny for each of us. So, so often we see crosses and they're, and they're beautiful and they're, they're splendid and maybe even bedazzled. But tonight it's a reminder that the cross was a tool that was used to kill. A sign of torture, of death. A reminder that no amount of bravado or no amount of of feigned invincibility can save us. Take a moment. Look at the person next to you. Find someone next to you. Look into their eyes. Look deeply into their eyes. We never look at people anymore. We look around. We look into somebody's eyes. Stare at them. Stare at them. It might be a stranger. That's fine. It might be someone you know and love. That's fine too. That person you're looking at right now has a story. They have a story. They have a life. They have a life that they have lived, which a whole life which is known to them. You might know part of that story, but you don't know all of it. You may have a glimpse into it, and even if we're honest with ourselves, there's times we don't even remember our own stories completely. Only God himself knows. But that person you're looking at right now, One day their life will come to an end. And they're going to leave behind family and friends and loved ones. Think about that as you walk the streets and the people you see. Each one created by our God. Each one with a life and a story that he is the author of. And one day that life will come to an end. We go about our days not even seeing other people for people. Made in the image of our God. Tonight is not just a reminder that we are mortal, but as you look at the person next to you and you see that cross upon their heads, to be reminded that that's a person Christ died for too. And as if you leave this place and you see other people, some bearing crosses tonight and many not, whoever it is to remind yourself that's a person Jesus died for too and Jesus bore the cross for. 
Because at the end of the day, death greets us all and our journey will come to an end. Yet out of that death arises a new life. Because it is our God who makes beautiful things time and again out of the dust of this earth, out of us. It's it's our God who promised to resurrect Lazarus, not just not just in the scriptures, but again on the last day as Martha confessed. It's our God that Job proclaimed, I will see my Redeemer who lives and I will see him with my very eyes. It was Christ, the immortal God, who took on our flesh, took mortal flesh upon himself and we failed to recognize him. We jeered him and we mocked him and we spit on him and we killed him. And so then he died in flesh the death that was meant for us so that we could live the life that we rejected when humanity fell. And we we reject each day when we choose to sin. But Christ took on flesh so that Though we were made from dust, and to dust we shall return. One day we will rise again. And so even the season rhythm of Lent, of fasting and and prayer and generosity, as the Gospel reading talked about tonight, is all about our relationship with, with God. You know, we, we could say as Lutherans, why should we fast? We're, we're free from the legalism uh, because of the gospel. And, and that's true. But, but fasting isn't about appeasing God. Fasting isn't about bragging to our neighbor of how my sacrifice is greater than yours. Fasting isn't about gloating about my new New Year's resolution because I messed the other one up two months ago. It's about trust. It's about driving ourselves to God. I mean, people ask, what things should I give up? They ask me. Well, what are the things that separate you from God? What are, what are the things that distract you from God and from your relationship with Him? What are the things that keep you away from His presence and His gifts? And, and we all have that, that war inside of us. And so what we're doing is we're, we're taking a moment to remove from our life the comforts of this world that we turn to all the time, that act like crutches. We, we, we offer those comforts that we turn to instead of our God. Because we know they're, they're, they're cheap substitutes. We know they don't really fulfill us. We know so often we go to this or we go to that and it just lets us down. And yet we still go there. And so tonight we draw our hearts back to God and say, Lord, fill those spaces of my life with prayer and worship. To even think of all we could save if we didn't always try to indulge the the things we seek after or the things we use when we're hurting and instead save that money we've saved to be generous and kind to others. 
Again, not because we need God's favor, but because he already sent his son to make a beautiful thing out of you, his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. And he took the darkness of sin upon himself, upon the cross, and then rose again. I I don't know what darkness and baggage you bring here tonight. I don't. But it just seems like lately there's a lot of heavy hearts. A lot. Found it interesting today, out of the not Indiana winter we've had all year, what do we get today? Snow. Really? Today? But what a beautiful juxtaposition to the ash cross that we have on our forehead. That our salvation is like that, white as snow. That is, it fell from it literally all day today. It's just this light little snow. That we are redeemed. That we are washed white in the blood of the Lamb. What a beautiful reminder as we leave here tonight. So we're going to approach him humbly today. We're going to recognize how deeply we need him. And let us give thanks for, for the fact that he's already given himself to us. He'll never withhold that. And tonight we're here because as we heard in the prophet Joel, he's called us here. He's called us to return. He's called us to receive his life.